Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. This is the Game 4 2020 NBA Finals reaction podcast, one in which the Los Angeles Lakers won by a score of 102 to 96 over the Miami Heat to take a 3 1 series lead. And man, you know, I, look, I, I got to say, most people are rooting for the Heat just to. A, because the story's better, and B, because they're the underdog. Um, and C, it would just make for a more competitive game if they had actually won this game. But you got to give full credit to the Lakers, man. They played a really, really good game. They played a really um, smart game. You got to give the credit to their coaching staff. They made some very key adjustments. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this was really, really competitive. Um, the, the Heat had control of this game for a little bit. They were up for a little bit, um, and it was a nip and tuck affair, and it really came down to just, you know, um, who can make more clutch plays, and who can make better decisions in uh, in crunch time, and the Lakers, you got to give them full credit. Not only did they make better uh, plays in crunch time, but they were just... They did it as a team, which is kind of rare. You don't really see that with the Lakers, you know. You think about, okay, you know, LeBron's going to do his heroics, and if not that, then AD will do his heroics. And LeBron and AD definitely played a factor, but it was really just five guys together working in tandem, closing this game out. And the Lakers had more experience. You could see the Lakers, um, I don't think either team really shied away from the moment necessarily, especially in a bubble environment. There's not as much pressure, I don't think. Uh, at least externally from the environment. There's not 20,000 people just, like, screaming at you. But um, I think the Lakers' experience, you know, allowed them to make some smarter decisions. And quite honestly, the Lakers just made some good reads on the fly because this game really came down to um, with, you know, three minutes left in the game, uh, the Heat had just forced a stop. Jimmy Butler, um, you know, comes up the floor, and he is wide open in the corner, with three minutes and five seconds left, he's wide open in the corner. The score is 90 to, 90 to 88 for the Lakers. So they're up two. Jimmy Butler has a three. He shoots the corner three. He misses that. Now, there's a there's a history that goes into that. So, you know, I'll circle back to that. But he misses that three. The Lakers collect the rebound. LeBron races down the floor, pushes the pace in transition, kicks it to KCP, waiting in the right corner. KCP knocks down the three. Huge, huge momentum swing right there because the Heat could have taken the lead. Uh, maybe even should have taken the lead, but instead it's a six-point swing. KCP goes the other way, um, hits the three. LeBron, good job of uh, kicking in transition. Then the Heat get uh, forced into a shot clock violation. Very unfortunate play because Bam Adebayo actually was able to make this ridiculous contested bank shot over LeBron, but the replay showed that he just still had the the fingertip on the ball, so that, that was ruled out. And then on the ensuing play, Lakers have absolutely nothing. They try to run their offense. They're trying to get switches for LeBron. Doesn't really work out. LeBron has a swing ultimately to KCP. And KCP has Duncan Robinson on him. And Duncan Robinson ends up 
misplaying KCP. KCP does a little simple crossover. Duncan Robinson ends up giving up the right-hand drive to KCP. KCP then drives on Duncan Robinson. KCP is not really an athletic player, or he's not really... He is an athletic player, but he's not really like a driver of the basketball. Obviously, he's more of a shooter, but I mean, look, listen, against Duncan Robinson, a lot of the guys can take him off the dribble. And KCP, on a short shot clock situation, recognizes it, crosses over, gets to his right hand, and gets the, the, the rim for a layup. Huge, huge play. That's a seven-point lead now for the Lakers. Um, you know, <laughs> again, the, the, the Heat, you know, failed to produce in their next offensive possession, but um, LeBron and Rondo end up run, running into each other, and that creates an opportunity where Jay Carter hits a three. So it's a four-point game. It's still manageable at this point with a minute 30 left. But then the Heat lose track of Rajon Rondo in the pick and roll. I, you know, I think, again, they were the Lakers are really, really trying to get LeBron, LeBron involved in the, the screens, uh, getting him in the mismatches, whether he's the screener sending the ball uh, screen or he's the guy handling the ball. Um, there's just so much of the Lakers offense is predicated around getting LeBron, uh, a mismatch against Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson or whoever. And that's not surprising. I mean, this is pretty much how all LeBron teams have played for the last, I mean, pretty much since he got to Cleveland, actually. Um, you know, but in the midst of all that, while they were trying to do all that, the Heat were so diligent and so focused on not getting LeBron the angle, not giving him the switch, anything like that, that Rondo is actually able to slip undetected to the rim, driving in for a layup. That's just smart play by Rondo there. Playoff Rondo recognizing the opportunity. Um, and then, you know, the Heat miss another shot. Uh, AD gets the rebound. And another late shot clock situation, but the ball gets swung over to AD, and AD just pulls up for three. And bang, that's the game, man. I mean, look, the Lakers just made some really, really big plays. And again, a lot of that wasn't LeBron. A lot of that even wasn't even necessarily AD. A lot of that was just the team operating together. And you got to tip your hat, man. I mean, like, listen, nobody wins the finals alone. Definitely nobody wins the finals alone. And this was such an important game. I mean, this series could have been 2-2 or it's now 3-1. And the Lakers got this pivotal game, the most pivotal game in the series, uh, because they played together as a team. And again, a lot of guys stepped up there for the Lakers. Um, you don't usually expect that, right? You usually expect AD and LeBron to be great. And LeBron was pretty good, uh, definitely better than Game 3. Uh, and then AD, a big improvement over Game 3. I thought AD was actually the best player for the Lakers tonight. Um, and you can see that in this plus-minus, actually. It was plus 17. Uh, next closest guy was plus 8 was Rondo or KCP. Um you know, AD was fantastic defensively, but AD got involved offensively, hit enough of his shots. Um, but it was the, the team effort. I mean, you look up and down the roster, uh, the Lakers actually got a coherent seven-man seven, seven man rotation tonight where you had AD, you had LeBron, Frank um, Vogel smartly benched Dwight Howard for the second half. Dwight was not impacting the game in the first half, was posting up a lot, you know, clogging the lane. Uh, not necessarily dominating the offensive glass. Again, the, the paint was just so incredibly clogged in the first half. The Heat did such a good job of that. Uh, so, you know, Frank, you know, realized that halftime. Dwight, you're out of here. Uh, Markeith Morris come in. Markeith has been a, you know, honestly, his stats aren't necessarily that great today, but he he, bit a, he played a really important role. Uh, Markeith gave them great minutes, especially as a, as a, I guess, starting center for the second half. Um Kuzma gave them some good minutes. Rondo gave them some good minutes, and Caruso gave them some good minutes. Like it's, you know, it's it's surprising, but the Lakers actually had some depth, and and the depth for Lakers really did come to play today. Now the thing with the Lakers' depth is they can just kind of come and go. <laughs> We've seen them kind of disappear, but 
Um, some of those guys really stepped up, and especially KCP was was fantastic for the Lakers. Um, early in the game, I think he had eight of the Lakers' first ten points. He had two corner threes on the left-hand side, drove in for a layup off a cut. And, yeah, I mean, you know, he was just consistently, ma- I mean, even making plays, he had five assists today, which is, you know, not necessarily something you would associate with KCP. Uh, but playmaking and, and then, yeah, the, the the crunch time offense was was pretty impressive from KCP, and they really needed it. Um, but, yeah, it was a team effort from the Lakers. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a lot of things, too, because this was a really fantastic finals game. It wasn't like the first two games of the series where it was just kind of depressing and a little bit morbid. Uh, because of the injuries. No, this was a really impressive game. A, because of the defensive matchups. I think, you know, the Lakers saw what happened in game three. They saw Jimmy Butler go off for that, like, ridiculous 40, 11, and 13 game. And so they changed up their defense. And what they did right away was they put even more length on him. They put AD on Butler, uh, which is a luxury that you can just have when you have a guy like AD who's legitimately can guard, like, any of the front court positions, very comfortable on the perimeter as well. And, you know, you had LeBron and Adebayo, and, and that did one of two things. One, LeBron and Adebayo kind of allows um, the Lakers to blow up a lot of the dribble handoff plays. You know, when you have a big man on Adebayo, um, they're maybe, dry, you know, sagging back a little bit. Maybe they're not necessarily as comfortable on the perimeter, and then that creates a two-on-one on that dribble handoff. That's that's where the Heat get a lot of their offense. LeBron on that play, he can come up higher. He can c- contest a little bit better. He can switch obviously if he needs to on Ro- Robinson or Hero. Um, but but most importantly, it was AD and AD's defense was really the key to this game. I mean, because look, the Lakers are not necessarily a dominant offensive club. Um, they don't really have the kind of scores for that. Um, but at the same time, though, they have the personnel to really, really lock in and guard you. And that's what the Lakers did. I mean, AD is a cheat code. LeBron's a cheat code, too. But AD is really a cheat code defensively where you could put him on Butler. And it's not like Butler had a terrible game. It's not like he disappeared. He had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists on 8 of 17 shooting. That's still quite good. He got to the free throw line 7 times as well. But, you know, it just wasn't the same... Um, the flow of the game was very different. It wasn't like Butler was dominating throughout. Actually, Butler hit his first five shots in the first quarter. Was you know he made a buzzer beater there too. Butler looked kind of comfortable, but as the game sort of went on, you know the Lakers put so much size on Butler that a he was resorting more to shooting the jumpers, um, and, and b he wasn't necessarily beating his man so hard off the dribble that um, that you know there was two defenders coming to him and he's able to play make, which is kind of what he does the the very best part of his game. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, there's a couple of things the Lakers did to achieve that. You know, they, they hedged high. They forced Butler to sort of take longer routes to get into the paint. Their, their guys were sagging back deep as well, uh, especially when AD was guarding him. You know, Butler was just kind of out of rhythm offensively. And you could tell in the third, in the third quarter, he didn't really start out great. Um, you know, some of the offense down the stretch, a lot of it was created by Tyler Hero. Some of it was created by Duncan Robinson on a lucky banked in three. Uh, Crowder gave them a three, but it wasn't necessarily the same kind of pattern as in game three where Butler was just giving them bucket after bucket. Um, and I think, honestly, putting the size on Butler has really been effective. Um, again, you know, I, I've mentioned in previous podcasts uh, on the finals here that, you know, you put some size on Butler um, and it changes this game significantly. He's so good at bullying you at the rim. He's so good uh, at sort of uh, stopping on a dime, shifting, pivoting, getting into a, a, a shot. But, um, you know, it's just a little bit harder for him to do that against bigger players, obviously. It's a little bit harder for him to bully and push past guys like that. And 
whether it was AD or Markeith or LeBron, like as long as those three guys, one of those three guys were on Butler, like that's a more manageable matchup for the Lakers defensively. And I thought that was good. I thought the adjustment by the Lakers to bench Dwight Howard for the second half was great because Dwight was not giving the Lakers anything. Stylistically, wasn't working. The Heat was able to really pack the paint. Um, and I think, you know, Markeith Morris actually gave them a lot. Markeith's really been a really big swing player in this series. Um, without him, I actually don't know where the Lakers would have turned to because it's not like you could play Kuzma that much. He just doesn't consistently make great decisions or play a lot of defense. But Marquis giving them a little bit of toughness, a little bit of that size, a little bit of versatility. And, of course, he's shooting enough threes to sort of keep the defense honest. He's not really a great three-point shooter, but whatever. Um, that was a great adjustment. And and honestly, like, you know, I, I just thought the Lakers kind of figured the way throughout this game because the start of this game was not great for the Lakers. You know, they, they had a lot of turnovers. LeBron has turned it over a lot. Um, they were trying to force feed the post. Uh, you know, and the, the, he were doing a fantastic job of not only fronting whoever was in the post by denying the pass, but also the guy guarding the person who's passing the, making the post entry pass was also pressing up on him. That's not a surprise when you think about it because you're talking about Butler, Crowder, and Andre Godala. The three of those guys, all defensively versatile, all can sort of play either of those two roles. And Iguodala in particular, you know, it's, it's unbelievable he only has one steal in the box score because he got his hands to so many ball, loose balls, um, deflecting so many passes, changing so many passes. You know, when you talk about people that, um, you know, big men that can sort of deter shots at the rim, you have perimeter uh, defenders that can also deter passes. Um, on the perimeter that keeps sort of keeps your offense stuck, and I think the Lakers were trying to establish post positions, and they really couldn't do it. They're turning the ball over a lot, and the Heat were just getting extra possessions that way, and they were kind of grinding the game out. And you know, it was looking good, but the Lakers, is, you know, eventually as the game went on, they solved the turnover problem a little bit, kept that down. Uh, I mean, a lot of those turnovers were by LeBron anyway. Like he's had fourteen the last two games, eight in Game Three, six in uh, tonight's game. You know, um, you kind of just have to figure out that LeBron, as smart as he is, as as big as he is, as experienced as he is, he's just going to figure out how to not turn the ball over. And some of those were just like bad post-entry passes, stuff like that. He cleaned all that up, and the Lakers just got much more compact. They they were smart defensively, and they won this game. Fair and square, they won this game, you know? And, you know, again, you just got to give full credit to the Lakers. Um, this wasn't even one of those games where it was like, damn, LeBron just went into like next level mode and, and he just took over. LeBron had a great game because LeBron's LeBron, but, um, you know, the whole team actually came out and it sort of played together. The coaching staff factored in this one. And that's, I think honestly, the Lakers are a little bit more enjoyable to watch when it's like that because, you know, even sometimes when LeBron is out of the game, you know, he only took what nine minutes of rest tonight. Um, the, the ball movement is actually not that bad from the Lakers, especially when Rondo's out there. Obviously, he's passing a lot, but, uh, you know, the guys are cutting, moving, um, making the extra pass, swinging the ball around. I don't want to say the Lakers are pretty offense necessarily. I actually would say the Lakers are kind of a boring team to watch in terms of just, like, entertainment factor. These are not, you know, the Warriors, the high-flying Warriors. It's not like that, but... Um, the ball movement is pretty good, uh, and and yeah, I think it just the, the Lakers did a good job of keeping their guys engaged throughout. I mean, really, they stayed connected. They, they you know, um, the only moments where you were like, you know, they look a little bit disjointed is when LeBron is like visibly showing up his teammates, which he does quite a bit. I mean, like, yeah, people are gonna okay. Caruso took the wrong route. And he gets screened, AD gets screened, and Jimmy Butler gets the the layup, and LeBron rotates over late because, you know, what are you going to do at that point? And then he's going to slam the ball on the ground. Like, 
I can maybe cut some of that stuff out. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. Like I visibly, even through the screen, I'm like, wow, I feel embarrassed for for his teammates. But I mean, whatever, man. You can't. You got to forget about people's feelings. It's game four of the playoff uh, NBA Finals. Like, you know, you, they, they need one more win to actually win the title. Like, you just got to do what you got to do. But um, but yeah, I mean, the Lakers did a good job of it. And again, if the Lakers play together as a team and they win and they're smart about it, it's just hard because really, what you can do to the Lakers is sort of bait them into sort of playing um, a lot more iso ball. Um, they don't really have a great iso player necessarily. I think the Heat have done a good job of crowding AD as the series has gone on. LeBron, I mean, he, when he hits his outside jumpers, it, it, it really hurts you. But otherwise, you can kind of manage them in the half court just a little bit now. The, the score of explosive scoring burst is not always there every single game on call. Like, he sometimes he can summon it. Most times he can. But... You know, uh, it's still not necessarily that uh, lethal as it used to be. Um, but when they play together as a team, I mean, that's tough because, again, you have just two superstars. That, and for the Heat, they played a great game. They played a great game. You know, I feel bad for the Heat that they lost this game because they fully deserved it. You know, um, I, I thought Eric Spolstra did a smart job in terms of... Um, well, actually, this is not really a game to compliment Eric Spolstra because if you ask Heat fans, they're probably fuming about the fact that Kendrick Nunn was out there for 26 minutes stinking up the joint, uh, 2 of 11 shooting from the field for Kendrick, playing no defense either. Uh, you know, Kelly Olenek, I mean, he had to play, I guess, because Adebayo came back, and you can't really play Adebayo on a bum shoulder for 40-plus minutes. But uh, Olenek was not nearly as effective as he was in Game 3 where he outplayed AD. This is not that for Kelly, and defensively, he was not there either. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is not necessarily a game to compliment Eric Spolster, but, like, what do you, what do you want What do you want Eric Spolster to do? You don't want him to play his starting five, like, the whole 48 minutes. I mean, you know, come on. This is a Nick Nurse over here. But, um, you know, the starting five, I thought for the, the Heat, they all performed really well. I thought Crowder, really, you know, continues to play really physical defense. He keeps fouling LeBron really hard, which I find really entertaining because, you know, um, Back when LeBron and Crowder were teammates in 2017-18, uh, LeBron traded Crowder to Utah in the middle of the season in February. So, uh, you know, I, I would be, I, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be putting a little bit extra mustard on, on my fouls too if uh, I got traded to Utah by somebody. Um, but you know, Crowder was was physical. You know, he did his thing defensively down low. Again, he did a great job on AD for a, a large part of the game before AD sort of shook loose. Um, you know, Butler did his thing again, even though with the length and everything like that. I mean, still, it's not like he didn't perform 20, 10, and 9. It's still pretty good. Uh, Adebayo came back in, had a stronger start, didn't finish as strongly, wasn't as involved, but, um, you know, still, if, for the fact that you know he's not 100%, not even close to 100% because of that neck injury and I guess that shoulder injury as well. Bam played physically, he played well, he started the game off really great. Um, I think forcing a turnover on the first possession against the Lakers and then taking an inside transition for a layup. Duncan Robinson was hitting his shots. He's gotten really good at uh, falling over on every single shot and getting foul calls um, because of that landing space rule. I really don't like this, man. It makes it almost impossible to defend dribble handoffs because if a guy's just going to shoot and you're anywhere near him, like there's so many people that's close to that dribble handoff action that if he falls, the referee can call that foul almost every single time. It's just, it's got to be a little bit harder to get three free throws. But Duncan, you know, was generating offense. It, it, it hit a ridiculous banked in three. Had a bad defensive, you know, finish the game, you know, giving up the open corner three to KCP and then and the drive to KCP. But, 
you know, again, he, he did what he could. And then Tyler Hero, I mean, this guy was legitimately fantastic because, um, you know, even though Butler was really good throughout the first half of the game, uh, second half, you know, Butler sort of cooled off a little bit more. The Lakers did a really good job of locking in, putting length on him. And it was up to someone else to create. And Tyler Hero was, was creating. I mean, he was, you know, he was hitting, he continues to show absolutely zero fear, man. And this guy can get a shot in a variety of ways, you know, uh, Man, get a screen, baseline, drive, probe, see if there's anything there, nothing, fadeaway jumper in the lane. He had one gorgeous teardrop where, you know, he I think he saw LeBron closing in on him uh, in the paint. So he threw up this, like, rainbow arc of a floater. And I think him and LeBron ended up high-fiving, and that's how good of a contest LeBron was giving. Uh, and, and Hero still was able to, you know, get that ball to drop. He's been... He's been sensational, obviously, all year for for Miami, especially in the playoffs here. And 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 yeah, I mean, <laughs> damn, he was playing really well. But I, you know, again, I give the Lakers a lot of credit there too because you know, even though here was sort of doing some damage, you know, him he was uh, winning that KCP matchup. KCP is not a bad defender, but um, you know, he was getting cooked a little bit. But the Lakers switched uh, Rondo onto that assignment, and I think Rondo might have called it on the fly. I saw that on one of the possessions there, especially late, where um, Rondo was up the court he was defending the inbound and he called ahead to KCP to switch KCP you take Duncan Robinson I'll take Tyler Hero and and Rondo you gotta give Rondo credit man he if he wants to lock you down it's gonna be very tough for you it is gonna be very very tough for you we saw that again with Jamal Murray in the previous round uh in the Nuggets series I mean we've seen that consistently throughout Rondo's career I mean I remember even going back to when Rondo was on the Pelicans and they were playing Dame Lillard and you know what I mean and and you know listen Dame and CJ, the great backcourt offensively, but going up against Rondo and, and Drew Holiday, they they could not generate, they could not get it done, and and, and that's why it was a sweep uh, in favor of Rondo and the Pelicans. But you know, Rondo is just defensively, he will lock you down. And I thought Rondo did a really good job of denying the ball to even get to Hero in the first place, contesting him, force you know, uh, being real physical with him, overwhelming him with his length. And, and Rondo's also a little bit sneaky, strong. He gets away with a lot of physical defense, maybe because he's a veteran, he has a reputation. Everything like that, but um, yeah, I mean that's why you want guys like that in the, in the playoffs in important moments. A guy who knows what to do. And Rondo was making some great plays. I mean, Rondo has consistently been uh, one of the Lakers' best players throughout this entire playoff run. Um, you know, he he only had two points today. He shot one of seven, uh, but that one basket came in the final two minutes where he again recognized that everyone was trying to so so hard to focus on not giving LeBron the the, the switch that Rondo was just like, I'm going to drive in for a layup. Smart play, man. Smart guy. And, and defensively, yeah. I mean, the, the switching the hero was really good. But, you know, I, it's just it's just one of the situations where, you know, you look at the series and you, you know, game by game, it's just, you know, obviously such an uphill battle for Miami. Um, I would say there were the underdogs coming into this series anyway, but then you throw in the injuries. It's just such a hard hill to climb. And they have shown such fight. And especially in games like this, you wonder, like, man, what if they had Goran Dragic? What if they had Goran Dragic playing for them instead of Kendrick Nunn, right? Because really what the Heat needed was just one more guy today to come in and contribute. I'm not even saying 100% Goran Dragic, but, um, you know, Goran, I mean, look, as Raptor fans, you know, we don't necessarily like Goran that much because, you know, he will, will, will flop. You know, uh, he's very, very good at using the right hand for the off-arm push. 
especially in transition, does it every single time. Somehow refs no longer call it. And of course, most recently he he pulled OG's leg in transition and tripped the guy. That's just straight up dirty. I don't I hate that kind of play. But um he's you know, you got you gotta give him his respect, man. He is a tough player. And again, you know, he's a guy you'd love to have on your team for sure. I know I would, a guy who competes that hard. Um and Dragic, I mean, like, look, man, before the game, you know, he has a torn uh, plantar fascia, um, and he is going out there and, and trying to go and just seeing if he can push through the pain, and you could see him not being able to do it and, and tears rolling down his face because he wants to compete in this moment so badly and perform for his team, and he can't do it. It must be an agonizing moment. But, I mean, again, if you had a healthy Goran Dragic in this series – how much of a difference would that make, man? How much of a difference? Because, you know, when you saw Butler struggle to get his offense, you know, when you saw that Hero's getting smothered by um, by Rondo, because you, you, you just look at that and you're like, damn, what if it was Hero out there instead of Duncan Robinson? You know what I mean? Like, a guy who can create a little bit more offense. And this game was very, very close. Came down to some very, very key, crucial decision-making um, down the stretch. The Lakers were able to, to, to come up with plays and the Heat weren't. If, if Dragic was in there, if Dragic was in there, you know, working that pick and roll, bam, out of bio, that, that extra dimension of the Heat's offense, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just tough. I mean, you know, injuries are a part of the game and it is what it is. I'm not trying to put an asterisk on the Lakers championship, especially since people tried to put an asterisk on the Raptors championship. But at the same time, when close games like this, you really, really notice that absence. Um, because, yeah, and also the Lakers are just a really tough defense to crack, man, because, you know, you kind of need as much as you can get against them. They're legitimately a really, really great defensive club, especially when they kind of figure out the matchups. You know, that's one of the things with the Lakers is they have so many interchangeable defensive pieces, guys that can do a lot of things that maybe are outside of their position, starting with LeBron and AD, um, that, you know, it may take them some time in a playoff series to adjust. We've seen them lose game one uh, against Portland. We saw them lose game one against Houston. We saw them lose game did they lose game one against Denver? I'm not even sure to be honest. I don't think so, but, um, you know, they, they just, they sometimes need a little bit of time to adjust because of, you know, sort of, they have versatility on their team, but when they figure it out, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's so tough and it's so tough because Anthony Davis in particular is just a sensational defender. Like, the fact that he can come up to the perimeter as much as he can, but the fact that he can also, you know, stay with guys throughout the whole drive, block them at the rim, 80 with four blocks, including one in crunch time. He was sensational, man. He was so, so good. And again, like, just nobody can score on this guy. Like, he might be the most matchup-proof defender in the whole entire NBA. Like, I, it's either him or Giannis, honestly. Um... And, you know, you, you think about it. How are you going to score on AD, man? You, on the perimeter, you're going to have to shoot over, you know, crazy length. Uh, if you drive, he's got the, you know, guard-like quickness. He, he's really good quickness laterally. Um, and we've seen it. You know, like guys like, you know, Kendrick Nunn, a very quick player, um, driving baseline, trying to get the reverse layup off AD, blocking him at the rim. He, he's sensational. Of course, you can't post this guy either. He's going to get a defensive rebound as well. There's just so many things that AD brings to the table defensively. Um, and, and we saw it today, man. I mean, listen, for him to take on that Jimmy Butler defensive assignment um, is special. How many big men in the league are just going to be like, all right, I'm going to take on Jimmy Butler on defense, and I'm going to make that work and make that a, a, in, in favor of our team. It's hard to say. I mean, the Raptors, obviously, we have a luxury of that with, like, Pascal. But Pascal's a little bit more of a wing. 
Um, but you know, AD is like the supersized version of Pascal, man. He could do so many things and it's legitimately terrifying. I'm actually really happy for Anthony Davis that he's gotten the stage. You know, when you think about other players that, you know, were drafted to teams that really didn't do much, um, were in franchises that really couldn't accomplish and, and make much noise, you know, guys that can get stats, um, and and get pretty good, but not necessarily get to the final stage where you can get all this recognition. Um, you know, you just kind of feel bad for them. Like a guy, the prime example of that is KG in Minnesota, right? Kevin Garnett was so such a good player, but you know Minnesota just couldn't surround him with players. They were trying to like cheat to trade for Joe um, Joe Smith and and sacrifice and got caught and and had to give up all these picks and everything like that. Man, I mean, you know, his best teammates just weren't necessarily nearly as good as KG. And it took KG, you know, until later in his career, past thirty, where he gets traded to Boston and actually gets to you know, impact the game and sort of win the championship and, and have everything, you know, go right for him there. Um, you just didn't want to see the same thing for AD because he was such a talented player. He was very, very similar, even skill set, um, not necessarily the personality. I would say that's night and day. AD is a little bit more chill than, a lot more chill than KG is, but same kind of situations. And AD got out of the situation. You know, obviously LeBron and Clutch helped make that happen, but we're seeing it on the final stage, man. AD is such an impactful player both ways too because He's a really, really nice complimentary player in the sense that, you know, he can do so much damage off the ball. He can move around off the ball as a big man. He can screen. He can affect the, the offensive glass. Uh, you know, he can shoot. He can drive. You know, he's not necessarily the greatest at getting his own shots. So I don't really like the Lakers always trying to get him the ball in the post all the time. But within the flow of the game, this match is going to give you like 25 efficient points just kind of easily. And top of that, he's going to play incredible defense, man. He has been sensational. I mean, he was the Lakers' best player tonight. Best player tonight, man. I mean, like LeBron gave them a lot. LeBron was the engine, you know, and whatever. But, you know, AD sort of was like the backbone of this team, man. Defensively, AD carried them. And that's how the Lakers won this game. It wasn't like the Lakers had some sort of incredible offensive game. Not really. 44% shooting from the field. You know, 36% from three. You know, 15 turnovers, 21 foul shots. They had the 10 offensive rebounds is nice, but, you know, for the most part, you know, the Lakers just got this done because they were so good defensively and, and, and you know, at the heart of that was Anthony Davis. So, uh, you know, again, as I said out top, uh, I think we were all rooting for Miami. Um, you know, I think it would be more interesting to see a 2-2 series rather than a 3-1, but the Lakers absolutely earned it tonight. The crunch time decisions were great. Um, and, yeah, Miami just looked a little bit thin. I mean, I I still believe in Miami to continue to compete, especially now that Bam is back in the fold. Who knows? Maybe Goran gives on another try. There's an extra day off, so the next game is going to be Friday. Uh, maybe that extra day helps Dragic a little bit. Probably will help Bam as well. Um, if the you know if that comes back, obviously the Heat would need to win the next three games, but. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to win a game five, but at the same time, the Lakers look really focused. I think they made a lot of great breakthroughs in terms of how they want to defend the matchups they want to defend. They got the rotation right by sort of you know uh, taking Dwight out. Maybe honestly, they they start Marquise next game. You know, we'll see. Uh, but Lakers have a lot of momentum, man. So, um, in terms of your three stars, first star we get that to AD, twenty two points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, a four blocks. Plus 17 in 42 minutes, 8 of 16 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. 
just a magnificent big man. Um, you know, really showing why he's an elite player, why the why Le GM traded everybody on the team essentially to go get AD. He's worth it, man. Listen, I, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, some first round picks. Get out of here, man. <laughs> AD, AD is that guy. So. Um, yeah, he's he's delivered, man. And again, defensively too, it's he was so so important for the team. Uh, in terms of your second star, can't even hate LeBron. Twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, eight assists, eight of sixteen from the field, two of five from three. He had two really deep threes. You know, the late, the Heat were doing uh, a really really deep drop defense against him to sort of avoid giving up the uh, you know uh, hero switch or Duncan Robinson switch. So LeBron had to. Make a decision whether he was going to try to force the issue inside, which, to be honest, LeBron didn't look that explosive inside, um, especially in the half-court situation. In transition, a different story. But, um, yeah, LeBron decided to pull up for three. He did a good job with that. He got to the foul line 12 times. Uh, again, <laughs> the, the force in which Jay Crowder, the menace in which Jay Crowder is fouling this man is was very, very funny to me. Um and yeah, just, you know, the turnovers, yeah, that was a bad part. And that's a big reason why LeBron was a minus two in the game. But he kind of solved that as the game went on. And he played played really well. Again, you know, it was a team effort to close the game out. But LeBron sort of managed the game decently well throughout the course of it. Uh, and he was decent on defense, too. You can't even hate on that. So LeBron is your second star. And then your third star, um, I'll give it to Butler. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, a block, 43 minutes, 8 of 17 from the field. Couldn't really shoot the 3 well. Kind of got out of rhythm offensively after the first quarter, but uh, still distributing, still playing incredible defense, still just playing his ass off. 43 minutes for this guy. Um, got iron lungs. It's just, you know, he's he's just outmatched right now. <laughs> he's just outmatched. I don't know what to say. Uh it's just tough for him, but I admire his courage. You know, he's actually giving LeBron real issues defensively. Uh, you know, his strength has been really impressive. He's, I would say, equaled LeBron almost in the strength department. Uh, and, and that's been really impressive to see. It's just very rare when you see that happen to LeBron. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, Butler wasn't 40 points tonight, but I mean, damn, realistically, he's not the type of player to even give you 40 consistently anyway. Um, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award, of course, that's got to go to KCP. 15 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Killer, killer plays down the stretch. The 5 points in crunch time with the corner 3 from LeBron and then the driving layup over uh, over Robinson. KCP, man, I mean, he's... Uh, look, listen, Clutch overpaid him, you know, all those years. The Lakers obviously overpaid, you know, KCP many, many times to get that Clutch connection. It all worked out, man. It all, it all worked out, man. And plus, KCP was the first player to ball with... Uh, an ankle monitor on, so um, this this man's a legend still. Uh, and then in terms of your Patrick Patterson award, you can go a lot of ways with this, but I'm probably gonna go with uh, Kendrick Nunn. He just it just wasn't it for him, man. It, it wasn't it for him. Um, two of eleven from the field, defensively not solid. It's just tough, and again, it makes you really miss Dragic, man. Dragic would have made a big difference in this series, a big, big difference, but, you know, it is what it is. So, Lakers on the verge of uh, winning their 17th uh, franchise title. LeBron is on the verge of winning his fourth. AD is on the verge of winning his first. Danny Green is on the verge of becoming the... (laughs) He's not the first player, but, I mean, Danny Green's about to get his third ring, so, I mean, I'd be very happy for him. Honestly, I was very happy for Danny that he got a couple plays off today. He played really well. I think he is hurt with a hip injury, although you can't really tell. He's usually a little bit slow, and he kind of waddles anyway. But um, 
he was making good contributions today. Defensively, I think he's been solid. Um, offensively, you know, he got a couple of shots to drop finally, which is nice. Um, and, you know, hopefully Laker fans aren't going to kill this man, as they always do. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, when you get the ring, you can't hate on anybody. So, uh, that does it for the podcast. If you haven't already, check out the um, Rappers Over Everything weekly podcast that I did with um, Big V, Vivek Jacob of uh, Complex Sports Canada. We talked about, um, you know, all these, like, random reports out there, you know, Montrezl Harrell, Victor Oladipo, you know, we looked at trade targets like Buddy Heald or, um, what's his name, Miles Turner. So, you know, we, we went deep in some of those things. Um, again, none of these are really very reputable rumors necessarily, but um, we touched on them. We, we looked at how they would fit with the raps, so go look for that. Um on the Rapid Story Thing podcast feed. And again, thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. The NBA Finals coverage has been really fun for me to do. Uh, I know we obviously all miss the Raptors, but, you know, we're we're getting some... The last two games of the Finals have been pretty good, so that's that's nice. And so I appreciate everyone for listening uh, and watching. Um, please continue to rate, review, and subscribe if you have enjoyed the show. And uh, I'll be back on Friday for Game 5. And hopefully that he can uh, prolong the series. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 